Hello and welcome to The Scaling Edge. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Thanks for being a part of our program. We appreciate it. Max is here. Yo. Yo. Um, this is the internet talk show that focuses on the hard-won angles and edges acquired by battle-hardened entrepreneurs and business owners, and they're imparting that information upon to you. And most of them try to sell you stuff also, but maybe you want to buy it. Maybe not. I don't know. At very least, here they have to say and listen to how I interview somebody who wants to sell stuff because they might actually uh, be pretty decent. And maybe not, but maybe you just get an angle or a tip, which is what we want. We want you today to have some piece of information that you're going to walk away with. You're going to be like, okay, I actually know a little bit more on how to scale my business in life because of the scaling edge today with the very exciting, the very enthusiastic, energetic Dimitri. Dimitri, welcome to the show. Welcome to the scaling edge. Thank you for being a part of our program. We appreciate it. Hello, 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 hello. And I will not be selling anything today. <laughs> I'm just here for the tips to give tips and to give advice. Just the and tips. Hopefully, solve some problems. All right. So, tell me yeah. about your. Tell us about yourself and how you got to where you are today. All right. Uh, well, I am the founder of a marketing agency called Regex SEO. We've been in business for about eight years. I founded that in at the end of 2015. Well, you're basically and... a senior citizen. <laughs> well, I've been doing that for way longer than eight years as well. How long have you been doing SEO work? I started dabbling in it when I was in college. So it was 2016, 2017. So it would be 16 years, <laughs> 15 years or something like that. How have you seen AI, things like ChatGPT, affect traditional SEO strategy? Because we were getting hit up. I mean, right before ChatGPT came out at GoLance, the, the, our freelance platform, and it was like, hey, we've got this big, fancy SEO package and this is how many articles we're going to write. And then I was like, well, this company just spits this content out. They're like, no, no, you don't get it. Like, I probably don't. But <laughs> does anybody read anything anymore? That is a very good question. My understanding and my advice and my vision for the whole thing of AI and ChatGPT and everything else is it is a tool. So if you are mediocre or worse, most likely going to get replaced. Now, think about any type of industry and high level, high quality production. Yes. Can some kind of like, uh, I don't know, uh, whatever, <laughs> Avengers movie, can that be replaced by automatically generated, AI generated video? Probably not. We're talking but, about Endgame because I'm pretty sure the entire time machine <laughs> thing has been done to death. I mean, it was just extremely poor writing. Great cinematics, but hey, and, and that's what I'm talking machine, about. And we can solve all the world's problems. <laughs> I'm so, and, so, I, and I am talking about the, the cinematics and everything that of that nature, right? So, so at any point, but but there's some kind of a simple video, like um, simple over. Uh, like uh, what you call it, motion graphics commercials, that can be nowadays done by AI fully generated. So it extends to SEO, it extends to writing anything else. If you're doing well, good quality it, work. How does it extend to SEO? So, and then right. somebody sees your article 
how are they even going to know it's worth reading anymore? How do you create that identity to where you're like, hey, I'm putting out legit content that's yep. like actually tailored and focused to, towards you? How do you even get that message out? Does any Is there a way to cut through the noise? Because SEO is all about ranking, right? Yes. Is, does, does Google and Bing, or really Google, look at uh, your SEO different than uh, the mediocre guy who just spits out massive amounts of content? Yes, they they're smart enough to see the difference, but here is here is how Google has always been about about Google uh, about user experience, but recently they started putting a lot way more emphasis on user experience. So whenever a user gets to your website and they see that the article is very low, uh, like a high level, not in depth, no some no no unique angle. If it's been talked about in the same way a thousand times, mm. they're going to leave and not stay and not spend time. They're not going to interact with your website. It's just going to be one website out of thousands. However, if you provide something great, if you are truly expert in a field and you talk about things from a perspective of your own expertise, something that only you in a sense know or at least through your own lens of experience because everybody has different experiences when it's unique users pay attention and that's the signal that ai generated content won't be able to give users and therefore google so you're saying google can identify whether or not the content is authentic and high quality through user experience through user metrics through user experience metrics sorry through user experience metrics. So there, yes. so it's like the chicken or the egg. So if you don't have the traffic, you can't really expect to get it through SEO. Why but not? if you have the traffic, you can optimize it through SEO? No, 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 no. The way you get traffic, the, the way you get visits to your website organically is by rankings. How do you rank? You write great content, produce great content. Is and that when your, Google looks that at your it, SEO strategy? Is your... Yes. Uh, your SEO strategy is produce great content. Correct. Content, content has always been the king. And now, again, AI tools, they are tools to help you do it better, more efficiently, more productively. Nothing stopping you from, let's say, creating like a little outline or generating ideas to talk about with ChatGPT or whatever else. Nothing, nothing is wrong with that, but you shouldn't be producing the entire article fully with uh, chat GPT and just posting it as is. And we had actually conversations internally with our writers, editors, and they can tell when a content is written by AI or a person. And if they can tell, if people can tell, and at some point, if not, maybe even maybe not yet, maybe Google is okay at it, not great at it. But if people can tell now, it means that Google and all of the tools will be able to also tell soon. Another side note, uh, I'm, I'm a huge nerd. I love all of the data. I love all of the math and all of that stuff. There's a mathematical formula that's been thrown around now. Uh, if any of the listeners have um, not heard of computer file, it's called computer file and number file channels on YouTube. Very nerdy. Go watch it. Look at it's. Uh, look at the uh, ChatGPT footprint. So it's uh, 
not confirmed hypothesis. It is a. Give me what you're saying. It's, it's, like, it's like a. It's like a theory. Uh, uh, it's not confirmed you theory. A, um, you have an unconfirmed theory, but what is the theory talked about? What does right. it hypothesize? Yeah. So, so the idea is that the reason Microsoft invested into Chat GPT, and they, in a sense, they kind of like own them on their own everything at that point. Yeah. The idea is that they can influence the how the Chat GPT is writing content, and the idea is like this: under normal circumstances, the way you write normal content as a human there will be a certain distribution of certain words in a normal text. So why let's say- want to, Why would they want to influence? So you're saying Microsoft wants their own pop propaganda machine? No, 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 no. The way they- fall in love with Bill Gates? No, no, no. They influence it. They could influence it in a way that they can very clearly understand if the content has been written by ChatGPT. That's the point. Okay, so imagine like this. In a normal paragraph, in a normal, when it's written by a normal human, <laughs> not written by hand, let's say we're going to use a word and 5% of time or whatever. Uh, Microsoft can tweak ChatGPT uh, uh, algorithm so that it will be used either abnormally high or abnormally low. Let's say instead of 5%, it's going to be 7.2%. What, what, what benefit do they have to do that? It's a footprint to determine if the content has been written by a person or a machine. And therefore, they can understand if the content is written by an expert or being faked. Well, right? there's the argument. If it's done by AI, is it fake? Oh, absolutely. That's why there was so much, so much uh, feed, not feedback, but flock. Uh, Google got a lot of flock when they tried to release Bard and it was spitting incorrect information and all of that stuff. And even uh, ChatGPT got a lot of negative feedback because of that. Uh, when you actually know what you're talking about in niche industries, like when I ask it to write some kind of topic, uh, some kind of article about in-depth digital marketing concept, it only does it very high level, surface level. It doesn't give any new angles. It can't replace an expert, at least not yet. 10 years down the road, who knows, maybe, but not at the moment. Wow. Okay. Well, it did. <laughs> it did take the bar exam, and I think it was in like the top ten percent of its. Uh, but I mean, that's the bar exam is for lawyers. I mean, they're yeah, not, with, I, right, they're and, not real people as it is. You know what well, I mean? They just they're about. There's no expert opinion with lawyers. I, I'm just kidding. I apologize well, to the lawyer community, but I'm just saying that I, it does. I, it's taking real content and it's giving real. Well, artificial right, right. thought is real artificial. I guess it. I guess it is. I mean, it's by nature artificial, but it doesn't make it wrong. It's by nature condensed. So think about it like this: Who are the best lawyers? They are the lawyers who know the law, the text of the law, in the best way. Nope, they're the lawyers that know the judges. Next question. <laughs> well, okay. Let me. Sorry. No, no, no. Let's you're, go with this. No, no, you're, you're right. You're right. I, I, I said it incorrectly. Uh, who gets the best results on bar exams? There you go. It's the okay. people who, who, who learned it the most, who gets straight A's in, a, in the modern education system, people who can remember the most in the most exact way. It doesn't have anything to do with 
thought processing, really. So that's why ChatGPT can be great at passing bar exams, but it can't be great by, like, for example, if you give it um, like uh, physics problems, there's tons of videos. Again, I'm a nerd. When people, uh, professors, give a uh, chat gpt safe, this is a safe place for you. <laughs> when you when, when professors do uh exams for like physics or mathematics chat gpt can't pass it because it does not understand the like the in-depth purpose in a sense and that's why chat gpt can't pass barracks bar exam but it can't be, be a great lawyer because of that human factor fascinating all right so your approach to SEO, it sounds like you know what you're talking about. This is a very actually fluid conversation about <laughs> the <hope> way so. <laughs> things like ChatGPT, things like you know AI are impacting something that has been a staple to the internet since since Google, which is SEO. I mean, that's where everybody wants to be. And I think a lot of people have just kind of given up on it. So what's your approach to this? I mean, it, it's almost an archaic term. I just don't hear it on a day-to-day basis like I used to. But but what's your approach to 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 tackling that? It's still an important space. It's an important thing that 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 needs to be done. People rush to social media or LinkedIn outreach or all that. Um, But optimizing helps the entire brand of a business, and it's it's more infrastructural because it takes a long time to actually to actually resonate. So the entirety of your approach, how would you approach SEO for a company to help it scale its business? SEO always has been and more or less always will be about content first. What is the content strategy? Where's that content written? What kind of words? How many times a week? What is a killer content strategy that cuts the throat of the internet? It is as much of content of great value that you can produce. That's really what okay. it comes down to. So whenever we do any type of it SEO- It goes on a blog? Where does it go? On your website, wherever you want to put it. The blog, not blog, doesn't matter. As long as it serves and answers users' questions. So when you think about Google, Google's model, like what do they try to achieve? It's to produce the best result in the quickest possible way. That's why they've been introducing all of these features like zero position result. And, you know, like if you type in in Google something like, uh, I know, when was George Washington born? It will not take you to uh, like a Wikipedia page in a sense. It'll tell you the answer right away, like at the very top, you know? Uh, Or what's the recipe for... That's it. That's it. Whatever. So you just touched on something, right? And you get a little drop down and it tells you and it's like, see more. You click there and it goes to a page. Yeah. That is the new SEO. That is part of SEO. So if you're in the industry where the types of questions your potential customers or clients are asking are one word answers, one phrase answers, you should go after those, those what's called like a zero position or zero click result. Now, if you are in, let's say law, you can't explain things in two words. You have to provide content. You have to explain it from a perspective of the expert. And that means that is going to be in-depth articles. And when you understand that, what does user want? What it comes down to is understanding user intent and how to serve users in the best way. And that's the content you're writing. And it will be different type of content 
for different industries and more so for the same company, there could be multiple different types of content that will serve multiple different intents of a user. Are they trying to buy something? Are they trying to research something? Like for example, if somebody types in uh, Nike shoes, you know, those fancy, uh, very unique uh, shoes, what are they looking for? Most likely they're looking about information or to purchase. Versus if somebody types in, what are best shoes for running? You can't answer with one question, with one phrase. You have to give reasons. You have to explain. You have to compare. And the content, therefore, will be different. And that's how you create proper content that users love. And because users love it, Google loves it. There you go. That's the magic sauce. It's actually how does, simple. How does Google, well, I'm sure they have the way to do it, recognize what content users love bounce rate things of that sort yeah exactly i've got a website right blog yep. and all that stuff yep There's a lot of them i'm going to put content does it make sense to put it on the blog does it make put sense to put it on other aspects of the website are there s are there on page things should i do a bunch of those links at the bottom and you, you know like this is where i get lost going okay we can do a lot of content where's that content going to go and then where's that content ultimately going to take the the end user, the end searcher, the person that's that that I'm engaging in grabbing the traffic. Where is that going to direct it? Um, right. And is it only Google? Like we were strong, really strong on Quora, which is its own type of SEO, and we were going exactly in and took that approach where we're like, all right, somebody's asking a question on freelancing. We're just going to answer that question, yeah, and we're going to give a very thoughtful answer to that question, and then other people are going to see that. So one. We directly helped somebody out. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, we saw huge signups from our efforts of just genuinely like you, not selling, just saying, hey, this is how we can give you tips. This is how we can honestly, selflessly uh, address the need that you have. They would look us up and sign up. And then people saw us doing that and then ranked. Are you just Google with your mindset of SEO or do you tier with any of the other platforms, play with any of the other platforms? Uh, we play with any other with all of the platforms anywhere where the audience lives of our clients, basically. So in your case, if a lot of your audience lives on Quora, by all means, be very much present there. And even you yourself just said that you provided thoughtful answers, not you know like a automatically generated by AI, right? Yeah. They they have to be specific to that person whatever situation and whatever they exactly they're asking, all that stuff. But yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be only on your website. Now, what I typically recommend and what you're talking about, core and all that stuff, that's more of a content marketing. So what we typically say is an in-depth article, whenever it's required, should live on your website. So with you know tons of examples, maybe you embed a video, maybe you embed a podcast, bunch of graphics, whatever. But then go to Quora or Reddit or whatever else, well, wherever your not, audience lives. Let's not skip over that. So you embed video to accompany mm -hmm. the content? Yeah, of course. Why not? If they have a video, why not? I, I mean, I wouldn't say why not. I wouldn't I would argue <laughs> against it. I'm just saying, does that right. somehow enhance the experience? Depends on user intent. Do you, you find that, that that keeps users on more? Uh, yes, exactly. So I asked a hypothetical question or user asked, typed in a hypothetical question as of what are the best shoes for running? You can answer that in a video format. Absolutely, you can. Uh, and you can have little 
shoes in your hands and talk about them and bend them and whatever else. And it will be engaging. People will love it and all that stuff. Versus if a question is like, here's an example. We work a lot with a lot of home services companies, people who repair your air conditioner, plumber, plumbers, all of that stuff. And if somebody types in plumbers in Houston, videos don't make sense. Like what, what can you talk about in the video about plumbers in Houston? The intent of the user is I want a reputable plumber who is close enough to me, who's going to not charge me arm and leg, right? So the type Hopefully, of content that you create, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's the type of content that you want to create answers all of those questions. Um, that's why in home services industry, reviews are important. Frequency of those reviews is important. It's much better to have testimonials that are like one new testimonial, one five-star review coming in once a week versus 60 of them in the beginning of the year and nothing for the rest of the year. The type of content that you put on those pages answers people's questions, users' questions. What do you want to know? How much is it going to cost me? Okay, so I have some kind of FAQ or whatever. Typical cost of our service is this much from, from you know, 100 bucks to 500 bucks, whatever. What do they also want to know? They want to know if you're reputable. So whatever, what we call social proofs. Here is our reviews, links to our review platforms, Google, Facebook, wherever else you have reviews. Uh, here is uh, some kind of word we want or whatever. Uh, here is a video about our company, kind of like an intro video that shows that we are real people. We look professional. We have pro properly wrapped tracks, where uh, 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 trucks or vans. We're not, you know, a wife in the guy beater with a stain on the shirt type of stuff. All of that stuff. So you need to provide answers to what the users want. Provide answers to what the people want. Exactly. Because these are real people. Exactly. And they want answers. Exactly. Um, Dimitri, thank you for, for jumping on our show today. Thank you for being a part of the Scaling Edge. Quick question. Look, it, this has been very insightful. And you addressed <laughs> something that I imagine people in your profession probably want to just brush under the rug and get away from and dismiss. And I think you did it in a very thoughtful way. I appreciate that. Uh, if somebody wants to find you and and get a hold of you to 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 use your service that you haven't sold at all because you've just provided tips, I, I think that... A lot of people are going to be interested based upon what you had to say today. Where can they find you? How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, let's start our conversation on Twitter or LinkedIn. My handle is at Digital Spaceman. We used to be in Houston, you know, NASA, exploration, all of that stuff. New Horizons, theme fits. Our website is all uh, space themed. So yeah, at Digital cool. Spaceman on Twitter or LinkedIn, and we'll go from there. At Digital Spaceman. Dimitri, thank you for being a part of our program. Thank you for being part of the Scaling Edge. Um, I really appreciate the call today, and I'm, I'm sure our listener has also. So thank you, and we will see you soon. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.